Hello and welcome to another edition of Zuna Radio. Today, this is part of the Haru 2018 recap. I got into a little back and forth on Reddit about Mono Ease and how good the sumo judges are compared to, I compare them personally to NFL referees being an American. You know, they get a lot of flack. And I said I thought that sumo judges were very good. It has to be hard to judge sumo as you're watching from, you know, the different angles. The judges, they're smart. They put a judge on every side. I like that. Um, But it still has to be hard. So today, we're going to look at the Mono Ease from the last Basho. And I was surprised. There was uh, 15 total. So that equals about one a day. Uh, a lot of interesting facts when you look at these, though. You had a day one, you had two. Day five, you had one. Seven, eight, and nine, we had a mono E. Actually, every day from seven to 11, had one on seven, one on eight, two on nine, one on 10, one on 11. Oh, excuse me, and one on 12. So from seven to 12, we had a mono E every day, which I found interesting. I thought mono E's would be more towards the beginning of the tournament when, you know, things are just getting going and judges may not be totally sharp. But, uh, you know, days one through five, you only had three. And then from seven to 15, you had 12. So I was proven wrong there. It was also interesting when you look at the 15 total, you had eight wrestlers that were involved more than once. The list is Kakaru three times, which I found interesting. We're always on Reddit, you know, harping that he's shaky sumo. We're always waiting for his second week to blow up. And this kind of proves that, yeah, he won, but it was a little shaky. And the most interesting one I found was on day five, he was 5-0. He went against Takara Fuji, who was 0-5. They had to do a Toronoshi, which is a replay. Kakaru was called the winner. Obviously, he won the rematch to move to 6-0, but Takara Fuji dropped to 0-6. So I found that interesting because, you know, if he's 5-0, he should be taking out a guy that's 0-5 pretty easily, not having to beat him in a rematch. Not that Takara Fuji's awful. Takara Fuji actually had a decent tournament for as bad as his record was you know he fought hard but that was interesting and then the next day he uh fought Takia show who was three and four so six and oh at that point or yeah six and oh at that point you think he would take out a guy that's three and four pretty easily it would have been three and three coming in but again, a little shaky. And then finally, his last one was obviously against um, Takeyasu, day 15. He was called the winner. And then they called a late Monoe. And they did the rematch. And Takeyasu took advantage and got another win. What's interesting about that one 
is out of all the rematches, there was three total. There was uh, Kakaru, Takara Fuji, and Takayasu Kakaru, as I just mentioned. And then you had Ikioi against Kotoyuki on day nine. Out of those three rematches, Takayasu was the only one to win the rematch who was not initially called the winner. So that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on for the rest of the year. You know, if you're called the loser, does that affect the guys? Because here it looks like it did. And not to say Cocker gave up, but he already had the Yusho one. You know, he didn't have a reason to really push hard in that rematch. <clears throat> so that could be the loss there. If that was for the Yusho or something like that, you know, he still might have lost, but he might have put out a little more effort. So it'll be interesting to keep track of who wins after being, you know, called the winner or loser. Uh, to move down the list, Ikioi again had three, like Kakaru, on day eight. On day eight, Ikioi got a reversal against uh, Koyoko Taisei. That's a tough one from Jurio. And then day nine, as I mentioned before, he did the rematch with Koto Yuki. And then he got a... He lost. He was called the winner on day 10. So that's three days he was involved in a mono E. And the day 10 one was against Yuta Kayama. They actually reversed it on a hair pull. So three days in a row, Ikioi was involved in Monoese, went two and one out of those. And then the man I just mentioned, uh, Yuta Kayama, he was involved in two. He got the win on the reversal. And on day one, Chiono Kuni was looked at because of hair pull, but they confirmed that Chiono Kuni did not have a hair pull. Then you had Chiono Kuni was also involved in two. Takeyasu, two. Tochiozon 2, Takarfuji 2, and Daesh Homaru was in 2. So that's a list, a pretty, you know, interesting list. Uh, because you got 8 repeat wrestlers out of 15 total matches. So, you know, is it just something about these guys that just happened in this tournament that they had close matches? You know, what? it's going to be interesting to see if these guys are always in Monoese or, you know, do they always have edge sumo where they get pushed to the edge and then you know reverse like it's going to be interesting to see if their style of sumo is why the monoese are always with them or just a fluke this tournament so i my argument like i said earlier when i had the little back and forth my argument was that sumo judges are pretty good and this kind of backs it up there was 15 monoese um Really, only one got a lot of complaints. Day 11, Takeyasu, Tochi Notion, which a lot of people said that was the wrong call. Tochi Notion got screwed. But there's a picture floating out there. It was on the thread for the day 11 discussion. His heel was out. You, If you want to argue that in the heat of the moment, nobody saw that. Okay, I can buy that. But I think ultimately it was the right call. But really, out of the 15, that was the only bad call that I saw. There was two reversals. So, out of 15, or three reversals, sorry. So, out of 15, 
you had three that were corrected, called wrong, and one that a lot of people didn't like. Again, I didn't mind it. There's a picture of his heels out. So, you know, take that as you will. But out of 15, to say only four were reversed or not good, I think that's a pretty good ratio for the way this sport moves. It's so fast. You know, literally, you blink and you could miss something. So I don't think that's that bad of a ratio. But it was interesting to follow this. This is something I'm going to follow every tournament. Um, I'm going to have to go back into January and tally up the numbers. May post something on that. But it's an interesting little nugget, I think, to see how many monoes happen. Like I said, 15 was like a lot, I thought. That was a high number to me. I thought maybe we'd be in like the 8 to 10 range. And again, this tournament, first one I've ever followed this stat. So maybe this was just a tournament where there was a lot of monoes. We'll see as the year progresses, but that was a high number to me. So it'll be interesting to follow that, like I said. But anyway, as I ramble on here, this is probably the first uh, audio slash article in the Haru recap. I'll look at the Yokozuna report, the Ozeki report, hopefully... Sekewake and Komusubi report. Hopefully I can get all that done. Won't be audio with all of them, but I want to get a print version as I did last time. And then I'm going to post this audio here with the ridiculously detailed Haru 2018 recap. So until the next audio, next article, whatever you may listen to or read. Hope everybody's having a good day out there. Hope everybody enjoyed that good tournament. And until the next one, have a good day.